Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Mia. And I'm Samantha. And this is You Rom-Complete Me. Here we are, back again. I don't know why I always feel the need to say that, but I'm just excited for <laughs> it us. It is really exciting. We, this is our sixth episode, right? Yeah, we're doing it, folks. Two months of content. Wow. They said it couldn't be done. In the can. Who said? We did. Yes. <laughs> and we did it anyways. We do it. it. We're two ladies doing it for themselves. Absolutely. Great. Ladies being ladies. Camaraderie. <laughs> We've already spiraled. Let's get into the Well, meat there's of the a lot of lady camaraderie in our next that film. Is so true. Desk set. Desk set. Desk set. Desk set. I don't know why you feel the need to cheer. It's a good one every to cheer. time. It is a great one. I, it's just, it's not a football movie. It could be. It's about librarians. It's about librarians. The football players of research. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say knowledge, but research Oh, knowledge perfect. sounds better. I'm yeah. sorry. Ugh. So, as we mentioned <laughs> last week on the pod, we'll be watching, we watch Desk Set, yeah. um, starring Katherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. We've already told you what it's about. But we'll refresh you just in case you didn't listen to the last episode. Which, how dare you, go back right now. <laughs> it's a good one. And watch it. Watch yeah. Down With Love and wa- and listen to the episode. Yes. That's what we want from you. Here it is. Super, super quick. Catherine Hepburn is a librarian at a television station. Spencer Tracy comes in. He's got a computer. Oh, no. Does that mean she's going to be, you know, not useful anymore? Are librarians obsolete? Time will tell. Wits ensue, and it's delightful. Spoiler alert. Nothing's going to bring down librarians, you exactly. guys. Exactly. <laughs> the moral of the story is librarians are forever. You can't destroy us even if you try. It's true. And I highly recommend watching the trailer for this movie. It's so good. 1950s trailers are a trip. If you don't have time to watch the whole thing, you might as well just watch the trailer. You get the gist. It basically tells you everything that happens. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, let's just get into the questions. Let's get into the meat of our podcast. Is it a romantic comedy? Well, this is an interesting question because once again, we have an older film. We're in a pickle, you guys. And I believe, in our opinion... Yes. That romantic comedies is is a modern term mm-hmm. that we apply to films of previous times um, that have, you know, the romance and the comedy element, um, but they're often screwball comedies, which is what we felt like this film was. Yeah. And also, in my, I think I said this in probably episode one, my definition is that the comedy and the romance need to, like, be tied together so the comedy comes from the romance, or the romance is, like, thwarted by the comedy elements. And in this one, the comedy is coming from all the librarians panicking about mm-hmm. the um, the computer coming in and also about, you know, whether or not this is going to change their lives around. Right. And also, no one's communicating. Yeah. So the But no one's communicating about the computer, not about love. Right, right. So in this film, (laughs) assume nothing should sort of be like (laughs) the catchphrase for it. Everyone's Uh, doing assuming, and you know what assuming does. It makes an ass out of you and me. Yes, it does. So is it a rom-com? It's it's funny. It's close. But the romantic elements really aren't incorporated until like the very end of the film. You don't, Mm -hmm. you you have funny scenarios with Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy and uh, Catherine Hepburn's 
Ugh, characters, disposable fiance, Mike I Cutler. I don't even remember. Oh, you remember his name. That's yeah. good. Because we said he was trash. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. How about the meet cute, Mia? The meet cute. Who's, when, when was the meet cute? So the do you meet- think the meet cute is the scene of them on the roof and he's quizzing her? Or do you think the meet cute is like when he's just like schleps into the office and... You know, the the roof scene definitely feels more like a meet cute to me. Right. So basically, Spencer Tracy barges his way into the research department of this television studio and starts measuring things because he's an engineer mm-hmm. and he wants to. He got to get the schematics. The schematics to move the in Emirac, which is the name of the computer mm-hmm. that they nickname Emmy. Yeah. And Catherine Hepburn comes in kind of late after going shopping. <laughs> and <laughs> she's uh, off on an errand. It's very important. She's presented uh, immediately to uh, this engineer, and he takes her up to the rooftop for lunch. She thinks they're going out. She thinks they're going out for lunch, and he's got a bag lunch on a cold roof. Yeah, bag lunch, <laughs> cold roof with coffee, and she is so fierce and so funny in this scene. Yeah. He asks her a bunch of, like, riddles. Yeah. Did you call them riddles? Yeah, I, I would say that they're, like, process-based questions yeah. that, you know, and a computer like, could answer. She's just making sure that people can answer them, and he's thinking that she won't be able to. But she, ooh. She she blows him away. Blows him away. She has even better answers to the questions than he was expecting. Above and beyond. He calls her a rare tropical fish. Yes. Which was. Very Leslie Nope of him. Adorable. (laughs) Um, So I think that that's a pretty cute scene. It was a pretty cute scene. Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. on the roof with the pigeons. I like seeing men baffled and underestimated and, like, in their underestimation of women. Oh. It's, it's a delight. I think it's one of my favorite elements of, like, um, romantic comedies or anything. Yeah. Of life. Of I just life. love when women dominate. Yes. Basically. And when men underestimate us. Exactly. And what's Well, great- actually, I don't like being underestimated. I like uh, asserting my dominance and proving that I've been underestimated. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a baller, so of course. And what's Thank really you. nice about this film is so... Catherine Hepburn is the department head of this sort of research library, mm-hmm. and she has three other librarians they're who work great. under her, and they're so all great. great. They're all so different. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all in different stages of their life, and they're delightful. Can you tell we love libraries, guys? And librarians, research, knowledge. Is it clear? Have we made it clear? I think we have. <laughs> uh, okay. And, you know, they can be grateful that this is the only library-based movie on our we'll list. We'll find another one. I mean, we'll try. Okay. Um, did it age well, this movie? I mean, the concepts are the same. I think they could do this movie again with librarians versus like IBM's Watson for sure. Oh, absolutely. And then the same thing would happen. Watson would find a small child who needed a shark book and you know what? Watson wouldn't be able to do it. Exactly. Kids have a weird way of asking for Kids things. do. <laughs> you have I, to learn how to... Yeah. Dig into what they're saying and get yeah. what they want. A lot of times it's like, I read a book, the cover was blue, and there was a dog in it who barked. And you're like, great, let's do this. And then they actually <laughs> don't want that book. They want the sequel to that yeah. book. So it's a lot of puzzling out that I don't think gives Computers you linear do. answers. Yes. Uh, there were some, you know, sexism, yeah. racism comments on here that, you know, that never ages well. No, it does not. But I think the overall the <laughs> idea premise. that, you know, can librarians be replaced by computers uh, is My dad asks me every day, so. Oh, yeah. I definitely, <laughs> after graduating from library school, people will be like, oh, do you think libraries are going to exist in 20 years? And I'm like, yeah, 
They're going to exist in 20 years. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, not to go in a library and feel it's tangent here. Too late. Which we've already done. <laughs> Just as a reminder, in case you haven't been to a library in a couple years, uh, though I'm assuming most of the people listening are our friends, and so know how slash, we love libraries. Slash coworkers. Slash coworkers. <laughs> librarians are community centers. Uh, They're not a place you go just to get a book. They're a place where you can get a cup of coffee and meet with friends or a place where you can see an author come and talk about their book. You Uh, could record your weekly vanity project podcast. (laughs) Exactly. At your library. Uh, You can go to story times with your children. You can meet new people. You can go online and get books. You don't even have to leave your house. Mm -hmm. You go to the library, make sure you have a library card, and then there's so many resources online. You can get audiobooks, ebooks. I think one of the movies that we watched, I think His Girl Friday, I told somebody was on Hoopla, which is our streaming yeah, blending thingy. And like, come on, guys, just, just for us, check out a library. <laughs> like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, if you need help finding a way to access these movies, like tweet us. We will we'll find help a way. You. Please. That's what we're here for. We're just like Bunny Watson. We really are. Oh, God, I love Bunny Watson. She was right. That's Catherine Hepper. Yeah, we had it. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the questions. questions. Would any of this fly in real life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think lack of communication. Lack of communication. Is an ongoing issue. Uh-huh. And obviously people are still asking us whether librarians will have jobs. Yeah. It was a little bit frustrating how much his vague qualities really stunted the whole operation. He at one right. point says like, well, you got to keep it vague because of the the grapevine. I'm like, no, you cut the grapevine, you just talk to each other, and yeah. that's it. Grapevine over. Problem yeah. solved. But that's a movie. What are you going to do? I know. I mean, what also I think is very realistic about this film is the office culture in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's obviously many different departments in this uh, film, this television studio, and... You know, there's a lot of office gossip. There's a lot of communication between departments. So there's many ladies calling ladies and being like, "Split screens." He's coming up. Here he comes. Yeah, he just was, got a promotion. He's gonna ask you to marry him. Get ready. And she got ready. She got ready. There were some some great split screens, um, and they had a People very sh- insane office <laughs> Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. To the point where it's like, I don't think anyone did any work that day. They were oh. day drinking. They, they were, were trying to present. Smush. There was lots of smushing happening. I mean, implied smushing because this is the 1950s. Bunnies patting people on the butt left and right. Yeah. Like Whatever. female coworkers. Yeah. Maybe there was consent. You never know. I mean, know. <laughs> I hope so. They're drinking, they're drinking wine from water coolers and they drink water in this no, movie. she loves water, folks. And Mia drank water before this podcast. I did, you guys. Gotta keep the vocal cords lubricated. Yeah. <laughs> Besides our exercises before we record the podcast. We yeah. gotta take care of gotta take care of yeah. our voices. Another person that I have to mention in the office pool was Smithers. Oh my gosh. The, who works in the lawyer department across um, the from way. the research library. Oh, he's just a messy bench who loves drama. He uh. is. He's always eavesdropping. He's always giving gossip. Probably no lawyering is done because he's always at the water cooler. He's yeah. like, what's up? He's like, when they go off to their lunch top, lunch top, rooftop lunch, he's like clocking it. Like, ooh, Mm -hmm. Bunny's going out with Spencer Tracy. What's going to happen? He, at one point, he and his family (laughs) take Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn from the office. It's like a pouring rain uh, evening, and he, they crowd into the car with the dog and the kid and the grandmother and the mother and take them to uh, Catherine Hepburn's apartment, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's a good one. 
Anyway, that question was lengthy. Did you fall in love during this movie? I fell in love with Bunny Watson. We love her. I want to be her. I know. She's so great. She's All those ladies. She's a great role model for, like, her fellow librarians. Mm-hmm. She's always giving them help yeah. um, when, when they ask for it and probably when they don't. Yeah. Oh, God. She was... But other than that... Yeah, I mean... Nothing much to love. There is, there is... We we both thought that it was clear that um, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn were in love in real life yeah. in this film. So um, for many, many years, they were together despite Spencer Tracy being married. So much so that... He wouldn't like, get... He, he wouldn't get a divorce. He wouldn't get a divorce. Because he's a very Catholic man. Right. And so, you know, she was like with him and everybody to, to the knew. very end. Um, but she didn't attend his funeral, like, to respect, yeah. you know. The wife. The wife, which is bananas. Anyway, that comes across very clear. There's one scene where they're a little a little sloshed during the Christmas party. Oh, my party. gosh. They're pretending that they're on deck chairs on a cruise so ship. And it's like they do a little role playing, and it's so cute. So cute. Yeah. So that was the only time until the very end of the movie that I was like, oh, okay, these people are going to fall in love, you know? Right. The There's, rest of it's very chaste. No, it's very chaste. There's a lot of just sort of, like, battling wits about, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do with our department? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Will I lose my job? Question mark, question mark. Right. And sort of the the <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. Uh, at the end of this film, uh, everyone receives, like, a pink slip <laughs> in their paycheck that says yeah. they've been fired. Literally everyone in the building. Even the head of the... The television the studio, studio uh, because there's been an issue with, like, the payroll machine. Computers suck. Computers <laughs> don't work always. Anyway. <laughs> Are yeah. you rethinking your life after watching Desk Set? No. I'm a librarian, proud and true, forever. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I'm not rethinking my yeah, life. Yeah, no. We were already on the right path. Forget if, everything if anything, else. If anything, I, I feel validated about my career. Absolutely. About how, you know, it is a perennial... I'm going to be Bunny Watson one day. I don't know how, but I am. I mean, you could also work in a research library at a television studio. No, I'm sure that job I'm exists. going to be the Bunny Watson of teen librarians. Okay. All right. Yeah. I love that. That sounds great. Yeah. So I think the next question is, what was our favorite quote? Yeah. And I believe that was, I kind of hinted at it earlier, when Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn are up on the roof and mm. he is quizzing her on all these questions and she's giving him incredible answers. answers he he like looks at her like for a long moment and he's like you are a rare tropical fish yeah and it was just really cute yeah. i liked he, it he loves her in that moment any other ones i can't really remember any other ones but i mean great. there was like a funny scene so- where the librarians right after they've got the computer up and running they're inputting the first couple questions and all four of those research librarians are kind of standing in the doorway of her office just watching just knowing exactly how the computer is going to get the question wrong seeing how it's about to unfold and their looks i want a gif of that um, oh it was so good in my brain all the time and the computer couldn't answer them and so then they answer them and get the right answers (laughs) she does a great acting out of some sort of oh right she does uh like a of a dramatic poem she does a reading of uh, by like john dunn or someone and it was it was, was really cool. great i love her and we haven't talked about it but basically spoiler alert 
We find out this entire time that the installation of this computer, Emirac, is not supposed to be a replacement of the librarians. Right. It's supposed to be like an asset for them, like Google, an extra tool for them to use. To but be fair, I can't do my job without Google and no, Polaris. I, I do. I do. You do rely on technology to help us with our jobs. I know I've been very negative towards computers. I'm sorry, computers, if you're listening. <laughs> I need you. I appreciate you. But... Right. Don't think you're taking my life away Yeah, but me. basically, Spencer Tracy does not communicate with anyone about this, and so everyone thinks they're losing their job. And, like, all the stress that happened during this movie could have been avoided. Yeah. Even to the very end, when Spencer Tracy, like, confesses his love for Catherine Hepburn, she's like, but you'll always love her more, like, her being the computer. And he's like, <laughs> no, like, I won't. And then she's right. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. What are you Whatever. Do? Men. <laughs> Um, on another note, how, how is the rom-com atmosphere? Ooh. Outfits, music, Ooh. setting. I mean, Catherine, giant, giant bunny with a secret champagne bottle in it. Like, the, uh, the outfits that bunny wore were fabulous. So nice. She had this gorgeous reversible cloak that she wore. I'm realizing something. At the beginning, did we say this movie was in black and white? We did, and I'm realizing it's in color. No, because the, the green colors. dress that the she The green had. dress. Yeah. That she never got to wear, but she bought it, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And there's that purple dress that one of the ladies in the office oh, wears. Oh, you wanted that dress so Ooh, bad. it's like satin and a little off the shoulder. Man. Their Christmas party dresses were incredible. Yeah. And also, you know, they had some cozy looks too. Uh, when uh, Spencer Tracy has gotten soaked from the rain, oh, right. they go back to Catherine Hepburn's apartment and she lets him borrow um, a bathrobe that she was going to give to her kind of boyfriend. Ugh, who cares um, about him? But it's like super cute. There's... He cooks fried chicken for them. and Puts his shoes in the oven. Puts his shoes in the oven. It smells like burning rubber. Yeah. Um, where's a cozy bathrobe? It's it was cute. a crazy bathrobe. It's real cute. Her apartment was great. Yeah, her apartment was great. It's the cutest great. little yeah. librarian's apartment. And her office was great, her too. Her office was great, One too. One of the things that was great about uh, her office was the that plant. She, the plant that she had that went all the way around the room. Mm -hmm. um, like, a, it was on a shelf, and then yeah. it went all the way around. And she, Catherine Hepburn herself, the plant that they bought for the set of desk set, mm -hmm. she did not like. She was like, nope, this will not well, do. Well, didn't. She Didn't rented say, one. No, because in the script, or in the script it says like, oh my, and then she says the name of the plant. But it Phil wasn't and Dendron. A, it wasn't a Phil and Dendron. Yeah. And so she was like, hold on. Yeah. Bunny Watson's not getting this sh shiz wrong. I'm going to go get a Phil and Dendron. Yeah. She rented one. Yeah. And it was impressive. Yeah. Good times. Love Catherine. Although... I have a tumultuous past with Catherine Hepburn. Okay. So well, I thought you overcame it. I will never. Uh, the next question is, would you watch Desk Set again? Yeah. Yeah. It's It really is a classic. It's enjoyable. It's, really it's fun. Uh, the chemistry one. is great. Yeah. Pro-librarianship. What is there mm -hmm. to not love about it? Everything is love books. <laughs> Absolutely. Where are we going with that? Well, we are now... Moving on to our next topic. Talking tropes. Talking tropes, baby. So we have a couple of tropes that were in Death Set. The we first one, one. This first one a couple of times. Grave misunderstanding. Yeah. They just, think they're out of a job, but they never were. Just talk to each other. Yeah. It's going to be Communication fine. is key. The computer's not going to come and hurt you. I mean, not yet, at least. Yeah. Um, she's perfect. 
She really is. She is. She's a genius. She's funny. She's got an adorable apartment. She's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, it's funny. Everyone loves her. Everyone's into Bunny Watson. Yeah, everyone like wants her at their Christmas party at the office. Yeah, she she helps the um, mailboy Kenny. Oh yeah, get a get a a get a better tip. Yeah, she like gives him a five dollar bill or some dollar bill and she's like now here's what you're gonna do you're gonna put your own five dollar bill in there so that when the other departments see what we gave you they're gonna double it but you're gonna fake double it it's great it is uh canny adorable Ugh. and she is she's perfect yeah the next trope would be calm down workaholic Ooh. um both characters are kind of workaholics yeah. in this film uh, they never stop working, even, like, at the holiday Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, you got to answer phones. People need to know who Santa's reindeer are. Right. And so, you know, Catherine always delivers the correct names of the reindeer, and Spencer Tracy instead gives them the name of Snow White's Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> so bad. whoever had that answer, well. Sorry. Sorry. That TV show's messed up now. Um, what else we got? Quirky BFFs? Heck yes. So many. All her little librarian team yeah. are, you know, have their own quirks. But, like, the highlight is Peg, who's, like, probably her BFF yeah. squad. And she's just funny and she's sassy. A, she's sassy. She's, like, a, a broad around town. I love her. Yeah. She, like, shows up at Catherine Hepburn's apartment, like, ready to, like, hang out. Yeah. They are clearly day drinking um, so early, like, one yeah. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And they're so cute together as they're trying to pop that champagne and... Get wasted. Pop that champagne all over the place. We'll talk about three it later. Times, but three man. fails. <laughs> There's champagne all over this office. The next two tropes kind of blend in together, which mm-hmm. are love triangle and disposable fiance. Yeah. We haven't really talked about him a lot because he's trash. But right. Catherine Hepburn has a boyfriend, guy friend. I don't even know if we can call him a boyfriend. He's had her like on tenterhooks for the past like six years, six seven years or whatever. Um, his he, name is Mike Cutler. He's he like an executive. The office, yeah. He sees her when it's convenient for him. Um, at the beginning of the film, they're excited to go and go to this picnic together, I mm-hmm. think, or a party. And then he has to fly out of town. And He's she, always leaving her hanging. Yeah. And Peg knows this. Peg's like, oh, don't go with him to this party because that's he's he gonna ditch you girl he's gonna so and he did and so and then we dispose of him we dispose of him out you go disposable fiance mark, mark yeah Mike, he even he even you know he gets promoted and he's gonna be moving to california and he's like it's time we're gonna get married you'll come out there and be my wife and you won't have to work and we'll no. it'll be great and he's like Boo. isn't this always what you wanted and she's no. like no i want to stay here really. in new york where i belong yeah. Start spreading the news. She loves her job. She... <laughs> I mean, do I have to change the rest of this list so we don't no. watch any more New York films? Yeah. So you stop? I would like to see you try to find that many rom-coms that aren't set in New York. Do we have any rom-coms that are set in Massachusetts? We'll figure it Can out. Can we watch Fever Pitch? Sure. Is that a romantic comedy? One more trope. <laughs> Let's get out of this Massachusetts hole. Uh, we got a hate to love. Sort of like our relationship. Delicate. We know, we we're more love to hate, honestly, at this point. Um, no, but you she know, was concerned that he was going to come in and screw everything up for them, right? So and you don't want to love a man who's going to take your job from you. That's not what you want. No, out of that's romance. true. So anyway. That's the tropes. That's, That's all the tropes. the tropes we've got for you, uh, folks. One of the great things that was about this film is there's lots of split screens. Yeah. 
that's kind of a trope. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think it's An like very characteristic trope. of, mm-hmm. you know, as we talked about in Down With Love, they had those. Obviously, these ones were not euphemistic in any way. Yeah. Though, you know, they were sort of cutting off because people wanted to smush yeah. during the Christmas yeah. party. The best like part that. about this movie. We're going to come back to this. We're librarians. I want to talk about stereotypes. Okay. Let's talk about some stereotypes. So this Everybody is hates on librarians. librarian stereotypes. Slash librarian facts. Right. And like stories. We're going to weave serve some, some truths. <laughs> so here's my biggest issue. There's a scene. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn <laughs> is opening her third bottle of champagne of the day. And the first two times, the champagne goes everywhere. And on the third time, the champagne still somehow goes everywhere. But this time, Samantha, she opens it and the champagne goes all over the things on her desk. I saw it. It was atrocious. Okay. Librarians keep, mm, uh, mm, are we going to call it a lot of things? A cacophony of things? We like our desks. They're not always neat. They're not always tidy. We got a lot of stuff. If a bottle of champagne... Nay, if any liquid was opened upon my desk, my my whole month is ruined. There's like yeah. calendars that I need that I have handwritten notes on. Contracts. Books, like receipts. Yeah. Pictures of my friends that yeah. I don't want to be ruined. Little tchotchkes. Yeah, no, there's a lot like, of important things we keep on our desks. And so we would never mistreat our desks is the in such a way. the misstep of this movie. That a librarian right. would... A, do that, and B, just walk away. She doesn't even try and mop it up. Yeah. Huh. But, like, three times, like, explosive champagne everywhere. And it was just, it was bananas and not realistic to yeah. what librarians actually do. Also, like we said before, like, computers aren't doing our jobs. Mostly because people ask questions that aren't right. Like, I had a kid ask me for the third Harry Potter book, and he said it was the Goblet of Fire. And I was nope. like... Uh, nope. Do you mean the Chamber of Secrets? And he said, no, the third book is the Goblet of Fire. And I was like, uh, I fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. I lived it. You can't fight me. I said the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the funniest part of this. No. Uh, in case anyone's listening, the third book is The Prisoner of Azkaban. No. <laughs> I'm not letting oh, this out. Oh, my oh, gosh. No. I'm crying. Yeah, we, we were All there. All my friends are going to mock me. <laughs> We both fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. Um, Take my battle <laughs> medal away from me. I'm taking away your wannabe Slytherin tie. I don't want to be a librarian anymore. <laughs> oh my god. It's fine. She's not rethinking her day. life. Yeah, but basically we get a lot of reference questions from kids, teens, adults. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> Uh, one of my most favorite reference questions I was asked, um, it was a second grader who came up to the desk and very seriously asked if we had any presidential assassination books. That and, kid knows what he wants. And I like looked at him and I looked at his dad and I was like, well, we don't have anything just <laughs> like that as far as I know. And so I like hooked him up with some uh, presidential books. Uh, of presidents who had been assassinated. Um, and then, like, you know, we sort of got into the meat of the question. He wanted a specific assassination. I mean, it was Abraham Lincoln. I had a kid ask me once if Jackie Kennedy was still alive, and he had to be, like, six or seven. And I had to break that news to a seven-year-old. Yeah. That, no, Jackie Kennedy was not still alive. And then there were follow-up questions. How did she die? Yeah. When did she die? I'm like, I don't Let me help you with that, yeah. tiny friend. Yeah. we had. I had a great moment. Uh 
when we were in an elementary school last year where we were talking about a book about Jane Austen and then a cacophony of questions yeah. ensued about like, when did she die? How did she die? Why did she die? I love death, those they small ones. love death. It's real great. Great. It's a little weird, but pretty great. I bet I could get kids to do a con with me. <laughs> Somehow the con has reappeared. Back to the con. All right. But yeah, reference questions are complicated. And as we see at the end of the film, they can't they can't all be solved without yeah. human interaction. And we yeah. face that in our own lives. Even if you get one or two words in a title wrong, Google right. has a hard time with that. Yeah. So. Even sometimes it has like the or, order of a series wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm sure maybe even sometimes Don't. it might call the Don't. third Harry Potter book Don't. the Chamber of Secrets. I hate I'm just so happy life. to have uh, something. What a hard like moment this. this is. It's okay. I know the you know. The pressure of the pod. I know you know. <laughs> I know. Um, in case you weren't aware, we don't have a script when we do this podcast. We have if some we notes. did, I would never have made that mistake. I know. That's why I'm We're explaining. We're scripting them from now on. We are not. That's something that takes so much time. We're scripting them. <laughs> <laughs> I, as... <laughs> As both Mia's coworker and her friend, I know she knows not all the books. <laughs> Whoa. Why aren't we friends anymore? I don't know. All right. I'm upset. Well, maybe you're feeling a little bit hangry. So. I do need a snack. We gotta go. Let's gotta get you get a snack. All right. All right. So that covers desk set. Does it? <laughs> okay. She's a little upset. It's okay. Why don't we talk about next week's episode? Good. Let me think about something else. <laughs> Hitch. Beautiful Hitch. So we are watching Hitch next week, starring Eva Mendez and Will Smith. You Ooh. might notice that I always put the woman's name first, because ladies. that's who we care about the most. Hey, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Hitch. Uh, Mia had mm. seen Hitch before. So many times. I've never seen it I had never all. seen it before. It was my first time watching. I'm not going to tell you how I felt. Okay. You'll find that out next episode. Mm-hmm. But basically, I think you were pretty spot on. I was pretty spot on. So my guess about what Hitch was about, I thought it was about a guy who gives dating advice to men and then falls in love himself. And kind of fumbles it. Yeah. And messes it up. He's all suave with other people, but when it comes to his own life, he kind of sucks. Yeah. So take, take a week. Go listen. No, not listen. Go watch Hitch. Watch Hitch. Have a snack. (sighs) I'm going to get a snack. You do the outro by yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and find us on the internet. Yeah. Twitter, you can fo- Instagram. Follow us at all of our social media accounts, at RomComplete.me. No, you. No, you. And we hope that you'll tune in next week. Mia, did Deathset RomComplete you? Hell yeah. Librarians are dope, even if they make mistakes. <laughs> it's true. And we love them. Dearly, even when they make mistakes. So we hope you will tune in next week. I just said that already. Yes, we're going. We're going. To have a snack. We both need a snack. Bye. (laughs) Bye.